Yes, people, it is episode 240 of Griff's Brain Dub, and it's me, Griff, obviously. This has been recorded outside the school. What? What? DBS check? No. <laughs> now, outside the school, um, it is Zadie's swimming class. Uh, only one parent's allowed, which I'm not upset about. Um, and she's in there with Zadie she's swimming. She's going swimming. She's just over six weeks old and want her to be able to swim. So that's good. I think Naomi was taking swimming from a young age. I had started to learn to swim when I was like 11, I think 10 or 11 at school, school classes. So I started off not being able to swim at all. And then I learned how to swim. And um, yeah, man, it's, it's a good skill to learn how to swim. Um, ignore the stereotype about black people not being able to swim. It's not true. It's not true. There's a lot of people who can't swim, regardless of race. It's just your proximity to water and your appetite for danger. Um, <laughs> get to the water. I was always very confident in water, even before I could swim. I remember my first experience of a swimming pool. I went uh, swimming with my sister. She's a bit older than me, so she took me swimming. And all the way there, she kept saying, Darren, listen, when you see the water, do not jump in. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, four. I said, like, yeah, 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 I won't jump in. So go to the changing room. So I was in the women's changing room. She gets me changed in the cubicle, tells me, right, wait outside, sit on the bench. Then she goes to get changed. And she keeps going, listen, don't move, sit there. Right? And when you get to the pool, do not jump in. I was like, okay, 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 okay. So then we put armbands on. No, wait, 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 that's a lie. So then... We uh, walk through like the little shower bit and she's going to me again. Remember what I told you? And she's really holding me, like grips me up going, listen. And I'm thinking, why does she keep going on about this? Like, when you see the pool, do not jump in. I was like, Jesus Christ, I get it. Then we go around the corner and I see that pool and I'm like, oh, baby. <laughs> I jumped right in. <laughs> <laughs> deep end as well shallow end would have been deep for me anyway but i just dived right into the deep end splash i'm in i'm having a great time i'm having a flipping great time just dive right into the swimming pool and um i just remember thinking i knew i could swim because i was just floating so i knew i could swim and then after just a few moments of swimming, in air quotes, uh, I started going under the water. As like, why, why am I not, why am I not above the water anymore? That's all I've ever thinking. So, oh, I was just dropping. I was literally just trying to get to the top, but just dropping down. Um, didn't feel particularly panicked because I don't think I was aware that I was actually drowning. I was thinking I was just more pissed off that I wasn't swimming. So. <laughs> I wasn't swimming. Uh, I just felt this force come from beneath me. And it was my sister who had to just dive in. She didn't, I don't think she got to put on like a, a head... Um, what's the thing called? You know, the, the swimming cap. She didn't get to put her swimming cap on. Uh, so she was furious about that, that she's got her hair wet. Um, fuming. Fuming at a dickhead little brother. To, she had to dive in and rescue him. So then um, I remember uh, it was me, her friend, and her friend's little brother, who's the same age as me. 
shout out race. And, and, um, and yeah, and I remember like, as punishment, I had to sit on the side. I wasn't allowed to swim. I had to sit on the side and um, I was like heartbroken because all I wanted to do was swim. That's the only reason I dived in because I just wanted to play in the water. It's my first time going swimming. So I just got too excited. I didn't know that I didn't know how to swim. <laughs> I remember sat aside and my sister's friend just going, come on. You can't let you can't bring him all the way here and just let him sit there for the rest of the things. Like, no, you dived in. And I think I just looked too sad. I think I just looked too sad. Then she was like, oh, fine. Fine. Got the armbands on. And I was all very sheepish coming into the pool, like, I'm sorry. And yeah, I got into the pool. And then started uh and that was it. I didn't really swim I didn't really enter water from then when I was five till I was ten. And then started doing swimming lessons with school. And then I was swimming again. But um but it's important, man. It's important to know how to swim. I think um I think it's just hey, just skills I took for granted as a child growing up, like riding a bike. Um because I'm not a great swimmer now, but I can ride a bike. Whereas my wife can't ride a bike. She cannot ride a bike. Um, I have toyed with the idea of um, getting getting her adult cycle, like riding lessons, which I think I will. I was meant to do it like last year, but then lockdown happened. Then she, then she got pregnant. Um, she's clumsy anyway, so I'm not trying to put a pregnant woman on a bike. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to just yeah. We need to wait until I, if she does hurt herself, it doesn't really fuck up my life completely. You know, I need her to be fully fit to look after the baby right now. So <laughs> she can't do adult cycling lessons yet. Um, but yeah, she's, she's got to know how to ride a bike. I think everyone needs to know how to ride a bike. I think that's another one. You need to know, know how to swim. Especially if you grew up in the UK, you need to know how to swim and know how to ride a bike. You need to know how to do a triathlon. You, you're not, you don't have to be able to do a triathlon well, but you have to be able to do the skills involved in a triathlon. So swimming jogging and riding a bike cycling this you're gonna be able to do man cycling is a really good way to explore cities and stuff when you go on like a city break you can just hop on a bike like barcelona's on those places london i think all major cities have decent cycle networks and stuff so i think because growing up in my town harlow harlow has like really extensive cycle tracks as well so you can get from one side of the town to the other by cycling so everyone had a bike like you just had to have a bike um yeah it's just a that's one of those places didn't go on massive long bike rides like some of my mates used to go on like big family bike rides ride for miles didn't do all of that but you had to have to ride a bike um right so what are we talking about this week uh what's what's been going on in my life um gig yesterday top secret uh my gig of the week and um, that was fun um, you might see in my Instagram story, Kazim Jamal on stage with a man dressed as a cheerleader with tights on and uh, a basically a, a slave chain around <laughs> around their neck, a pink gimp. Uh, I don't know what you call it, a neck chain thing, and that was wild. Um, that was a wild event. If you want to know what happened, you've got to come to the next one, which is 
October the 2nd. That's the next one where you'll see all of us on again. I might be hosting that one, to be fair. I want to host one, so we'll see. Um, then, that's what I did. What else did I do? Nothing else, really. Um, I don't know, I'm kind of aware that I speak about the baby almost every pod. Uh, I, don't, I don't want this pod to become a baby pod, because she ain't... She ain't done anything to uh, to contribute to the pod. So, <laughs> now I will say this though. Um, she had silent reflux. And we've just been um, giving her the infant Gaviscon. Which um, everyone you sp- see on forums says, doesn't work. Don't use it. It's a waste of time. Get them onto your Omeprazole. And this is the thing with reflux. So reflux. It's the same as what we have for adults. But the difference is babies get reflux. Reflux at babies is heartburn to us. But um, what acid reflux to us? But the um, what uh, difference with us and babies? Babies have an undeveloped sphincter that separates their stomach to um, from their oesophagus. So when food goes in, if they lay back, all that stomach acid rolls up the oesophagus and burns their throat. Nuts, horrendous, right? So not fun. We didn't know that's what she had exactly. Um, we just thought we had an irritable baby, and then, uh, then you know, Naomi spotted that she thought it was reflux. We gave her the Gaviscon, wasn't working at first, and we upped the dosage within the limits of what you're meant to do. We just didn't start on the full dosage, up the dosage, and uh, it seems like we've got a normal kid now who just, uh, when they're awake, if she's not hungry, she will just sit there and look at things. It made us feel like, oh shit. <laughs> we thought our baby was just irritable. Apparently not. Our baby's just uh was in pain. <laughs> ah dear. It's all trial and error. Um but alright, so that's what I've been doing this week. Um Yeah, that's it really. Um then um so what's been going on in the news? What's going on in the world? Uh, racial abuse in in Hungary in the England game to be expected. I mean, it's it's bad when my attitude towards racism is yeah. What do you expect? In certain places, it happens. Like I saw this article that said dog the bounty hunter accused of being racist and homophobic. I was like, what did you expect from dog? The fucking bounty hunter. <laughs> when you saw this man, was there any part of you that went, uh, I don't think he's ever said anything racist. I would, the headline would have been, Dog the Bounty Hunter found to have never said anything racist. There's not one part of Dog the Bounty Hunter that makes me think, yeah, he's, he's cool. He's, probably what happened is he used the N-word, right? And he, his response was, I've got a right to use it. I've got an N-word pass. And he's like, what? And his explanation was he was in prison with the brothers. <laughs> now, when he says the brothers, um, there's two types of brothers in prison, yeah? you got the brothers who are like, you know, brother, which is an A at the end. You know, brother. What's happening, brother? Those brothers. And then you got... What's happening, brother? 
you know, the brotherhood. You know, the skinheads. <laughs> so when he says the brothers, I was like, which, which brothers, bro? Which brothers? Told you. Now, but he meant the black brothers. He meant those. Um, he said, yeah. And no one told me that once I left prison, my pass expired. But apparently it has. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. So I'll be real. Dog, dog, about how, um, he's one of those guys, if he says something racist in front of me, um, it just feels like it's long to, to pull him up on it. He's like, he either doesn't care or he meant it offensively. So what, what, why am I going to waste my time? I mean, I only pull up someone saying something racist if I felt like they didn't mean to say something racist. Um, Because that's the way to pull up anyone on anything, really, is you ask them, did you mean? I heard, I think it's Doneo said it on um, the Free Shots podcast and it's just stuck in my head. I thought, what a brilliant way to broach a difficult conversation with someone. Like, so if someone's been rude to you, someone's been offensive, uh if someone's been dismissive, someone's been anything like negative or positive, whatever, ask them this. So, for example, someone's, you know, being rude to you, ask them, sorry, are you meaning to be rude to me? Ask them, are you meaning to be rude to me? And it makes them pull up because now they've got to decide, are they going to say, yes, I mean to be rude to you, or are they going to go, no, and change their tone? It's such a bad boy move. Shout out Doneo for that one. Doneo! Doneo! I think that's what just as nuts. That's so genius. Do you mean to? So when someone's like looking at you on the train or something, like you're a piece of shit, just go to, excuse me, do you mean to be looking at me like I'm a piece of shit? They're like, what? Are you just staring at me? I saw you look me up and down. I'm not sure if you're aware, but... I was asking, do you mean to be looking at me like I'm a piece of shit? And they'll be like, N -n no. And now they're a pussy. See? Now they're a pussy from everyone in the carriage. Because you confronted them, but you weren't even confrontational. You was actually polite, but you was polite on such a boss vibe that they're just like, oh, uh, no. They said, oh, okay. Well, that's, that's how you was looking at me, so change that. Change that. What you want to do is tell them to do something that they're already doing. Yes, sit down. Stay sat down. They're like, what? Then they might have to stand up and inconvenience themselves. That's what me and my mates used to do when we was younger. Just says, bad R. Used to, uh... You say, so, <laughs> my mate dad used to do it the most. To say you just, uh, you're just arguing about something. You're, you're eating lunch. Self. See, there you go. Da, da, da. Going back and forth. They make a point. You go, yeah, so shut your mouth, yeah? Be quiet and eat your sandwich. Go on, just sit there and eat your sandwich. Eat your lunch, boy. Because <laughs> now, you just be boyed up in front of everyone. And you was already going to eat your lunch. Because now they've told you, eat your lunch. You're now there going, oh, fuck you, I ain't eating my lunch. I'm not, not going to bite. Yeah, go on, bite your sandwich, mate. I've had enough of you chatting shit. Bite your sandwich. Sit there, take a sip of your drink, mate. <laughs> Ah, it's top fun, top fun, top fun. But, um, yeah. Uh, I can't remember what I was saying about that, about confronting people. I can't remember where that even started. So, hopefully it wasn't an interesting point that you're hanging suspensefully waiting for me to finish that point because I can't remember what I was talking about. Um, I just looked at myself in the mirror 
I just realised I've got glasses on. That's a new thing I've got. I've got glasses, like, all the time. Went to the opticians, and they said, yeah, yeah, you need glasses all the damn time. And um, can't lie, these glasses are wavy. I love these glasses. Everyone's complimenting me on my glasses because it's just a new look for me. Like, because I thought, if I'm going to wear glasses all the time, I've got to wear glasses that look cool. And my glasses look so cool that when my friends saw me yesterday, they thought they weren't real glasses. They was like, oh, you're wearing like fashionable glasses. I was like, no, no, these are prescription glasses. I can't see without these. And look, they're prescription. It's like, nah, they, they look wavy. I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so, yes, yeah, so I've got a new look, man. New look. Kind of 80s, though, with these glasses. So that's how fashionable they are. Nice, uh, nice goldy. A goldy silvery colour. I don't know what colour that's called. Off gold. I don't know. But yeah. Got glasses this week. So that's my new thing. I have glasses now, wear them all the time. Um so if there's anything else that I've done this week. What else happened this week? Uh oh, I was actually talking about Dr. Bounty Hunter, right? But yeah, uh, I think I've moved on from that. Well it's Lil Nas X. Let's talk about Lil Nas X and my stupid internet arguments that I be having for no reason. Um so Lil Boosie is upset again about Lil Nas X. And I said this, right? I feel like I said jokingly that, you know, obviously Nas X gives Boosie a boner. But um, I obviously don't think Boosie's actually gay. I don't think he's gay. Um, it's, it's an immature argument to make. It's, it's silly. If someone says they don't like a thing, you say they are the thing. It's funny to wind them up. Like, it's, is it homophobic to call a homophobe gay? As as a, as a diss, I need to know because I think that's funny to do. If someone's homophobic, you just call them gay, and you just see how mad they get because that's the worst thing you could be in the world to them is gay. So you just call them gay, and it's funny just to see them get upset. But <laughs> but but I don't think Boosie's gay, but I do think it's now personal. It's odd to me, right? Because at first I thought it's just a cultural. Uh, generational thing, right? That's what I thought at first, but it's that every move Lil Nas X makes, Boosie's making a comment. Uh, And I can only conclude that it's either something personal, um, it's triggering something in Boosie, or he's now addicted to the likes, maybe he's getting more likes and comments and clicks and interactions from his comments about Lil Nas X than he has from any, like, music releases and stuff. Because I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm not saying this just to dismiss the man's argument. I don't know any of Boosie's music. And that's not to say, oh, therefore he's not a good rapper, or therefore he doesn't rap. I'm just saying, I, I don't know him, but of his music. I just know he is a rapper, and I've seen his face about. But I've only seen his face in controversy. And stuff, right? Saying things, not his music. And to me, that's a dangerous place to be as an artist. It's same as like a comedian when all you're known for is your interviews and your arguments about topics, free speech or your arguments about whatever. But no one knows what your fucking stand up's about. No one's arguing about your jokes. They're just arguing about, it's one thing someone's arguing about your content of your music, but we're talking about just you talking. So you're an artist, but no one's talking about your art. That's an issue. 
right? So that's, that's my thing towards Boosie in that respect. Um, and just to always be there when the guy's making comments. It's like, you got to decide, bro. you got, you got to be a rapper. you got to be a blogger about young gay rappers. Like, what do you want to be? Start a podcast and talk about young gay rappers. If that's what you want to talk about. Because it's just odd. And my thing is this. Boosie's argument makes no sense. I remember he was on The Breakfast Club. He was asked... He was saying, no, nah, it's, it's the nudity on stage. It's nudity on stage. That's and in front of the kids. That's that's what's messed up. It's like, okay, so then would you think... Charlemagne goes, so what about women's nudity? He goes, oh, this is not make the strippers comfortable. I need my strippers. Now, that's funny. But I like a logical argument. And here's the thing. This is why his argument's not making sense. Because he's not willing just to say the thing he needs to say. And it's just, I'm a homophobe and I don't like gay shit. If he just said that... Then guess what? All his argument gets tied up in a nice little bow and we understand your argument. But the fact that he's not going to say that, he's now trying to do these mental gymnastics and try to turn the argument here and there. And it's dumb. I'll see it so many times. Like in some respect, I kind of respect someone I'm arguing with who just goes, I don't like the batty boy business. They just say that just straight out. I don't like the batty boy business. Okay, cool. Now I know. I know know who you stand. But then they won't even acknowledge they're a homophobe. It's like, homophobe, I'm not scared of gays. I'm not scared of them. It's like, you're sounding pretty intense for someone who's not scared. And being a homophobe doesn't mean you're scared of gays. It means you're scared of the effects of homosexuality. You're scared your kid's going to be gay. You're scared that you don't know when a gay person, you're going to be talking to a gay person when you're not. See, you're scared of the effect on society. You're a phobic. You are a phobe. You are scared of what it's going to do. That is a phobia. You think that if there's a gay person on your TV, your son's going to be gay and he's going to try and bum you in your sleep. It's not going to happen, mate. All right. So there is a phobia. So it's even that. It's like, so then that's where the argument gets annoying. I'd rather someone just simply go, I'm homophobic, I don't like gay shit, that's it. If you say that, there's no argument I can have. I'm not going to try and change your mind to say, oh, don't be homophobic, that's, that's you. I mean, I'm going to look at you differently as a person, but it's when the people just go, I'm not, I'm not homophobic, I'm not, I'm not. So, but you are. And if you just say you are, then your argument makes sense. But to try and make out it's some kind of moral thing of, it's the kids, it's the kids, I'm scared. What? The kids, the exposure to the kids, the gay agenda, the gay agenda, trying to make everyone gay, population control. What are you talking about? Gay people have always existed. And guess what? This population keeps on fucking growing. This planet is good. Loads of people always have loads of fucking people. If anything, we could probably do with a few more gay people just to slow the reproduction down. <laughs> Right, because listen, okay, my like my view, my personal view on on sexuality and then and uh, society and things like this. I think yes, granted, uh, a promotion of homosexuality will promote behaviour, but it won't promote sexuality. Right. So, for example, people being outwardly gay will probably promote other people being outwardly gay. I don't think it's going to promote straight people to become gay. That makes no sense to me because I personally think you are. Um, I think I think there is an interaction between nature and nurture. I think you're born the way you are, gay, straight, bi, whatever. 
And uh, that's the nature part. That's the nature part. And then the nurture part is this. is depending on which society or environment you grow up in, whether it is fertile environment for you to be your true self. So if you are born gay, but you grow up in a society where there's no example of gay, gay is condemned. It's just not the done thing. There's no opportunity for gay. Then you don't become gay. But what you do end up happening likely is you end up in relationships with women and just never being happy or satisfied or feel like something's missing but you don't know what it is because you you're not told what it is yeah it's like if you're not diagnosed for an illness it doesn't mean you haven't got the illness it's just you don't know how to cope with the ailment you've got i'm not saying homosexuality is an ailment or an illness i'm not saying that right it could be the same as being heterosexual I'll flip it around. If you're a heterosexual and you just raise in a gay environment, just, right? this world doesn't exist, but you're just raised in a gay environment, everyone's gay, and the only time people have heterosexual sex is to reproduce. Actually, no, they don't. They don't do that. They, everything's done through IVF to reproduce, yeah? They're saying this world. I guarantee you there'll be people sneaking off into secret clubs, men and women having sex with each other. And then there'll be women accidentally getting pregnant. And they'll be like, oh no, how do you get pregnant? She's like, I, I had IVF from this clinic. And they're like, there's no record of you having IVF. Have you had sex with a man? <laughs> that's, that's what would be happening. And then these women would be flogged. Flogged to death. Um, because even in this weird gay world, gay tyranny world, uh, there'd still be misogyny in there. But... Um, yeah, so I think you're you're born a certain way and then just what the environment breeds for you. So if you are gay and you grow up in a world where there's examples of gay uh, relationships, uh, gay characters and TV, all of that, then you're going to go, ah, yeah, that's me. I can do that. That's okay. So I'm telling you, gay people who grow up in a, gay, in a world where gay is okay tend to be pretty normal pretty just level-headed and balanced people and stuff i think it's the people who grow up in the world where gay is not allowed are the ones who come firing out of the cadet just like you've held me back but i'm coming out and they are just there just nah you held me back for 19 years, but I'm gay, Dad. I'm gay, 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 gay. <laughs> and I think that's what happens with with those people. Is it's like a catapult effect. Like you pull the back, and there's like bang, everything pink, everything glitter, everything leather, rainbows everywhere. And so that's that's my view on on on, on gay things because I, I I can only talk about myself personally. So me. It's like, oh, all this gay business now. When I think about my childhood and things I saw on TV, I grew up with um, Dame Edna Everidge, straight man dressed as a as a woman. Lily Savage, gay man dressed as a woman. Dale Winton, gay man. Julian Clary was the epitome of gay for me as a kid. I didn't know what gay meant, but I knew that was gay. I didn't know I didn't know the word gay, but I knew Julian Clary was gay. And it's to the point that I thought the name Julian was now a gay name. That's how gay 
Julie Clary was to me that, and I met a straight guy called Julian. I thought he was gay. I thought, why have got a gay name? I didn't even know the word gay. <laughs> I was like, Julian. That's what I always used to do with the name. <laughs> because of Julian Clary. RuPaul. I knew these were men dressed as women and whatever. Yeah? But here's the thing. I used to see all of that. I remember Tony and Simon kissing in EastEnders. I remember Zoe Tate being a lesbian on Emmerdale. I grew up with all these things. Yeah? Queer as folk coming on TV. And what did I, what was my reaction to all of this gay business everywhere? I was like, ugh, it's not for me. I was like, that's it, I was like, ugh. Now, I've had people have made this point, go, Darren, you have a strong mind. You're not easily influenced. Bullshit. We're all influenced. Anyone who thinks they're above society's influence is a flipping clown. You mean I'm I'm not easily influenced? Yes, I am. I've never broke the law because I'm quite easily influenced by the law. I just said I never broke the law. I'm literally just about to give another example where I was actually breaking the law. Started drinking when I was 14. I don't come from a household of drinkers. But I started drinking when I was 14. Why? Because I was easily influenced by my friends. <laughs> right? Easily influenced by my friends. I thought it was cool. That's what everyone else is doing. Let me do it. Because I'm easily influenced. But here's the thing. You're influenced by the things that appeal to you. Is There's got to be something from within you that is drawn to the thing out there. So I don't think there's straight kids seeing gay things on TV and going, hey, I'm going to be gay now. Granted, behaviour, may they try something gay. May they experiment. May they explore. Yes, I imagine there'll probably be an increase in people exploring and then they're going to find out in a harsh way. Man's going to be on a date, have a great time, have a few too many drinks, end up back at a guy's house with a dick in his mouth and he's like, rah, I'm not gay. What a time to find out. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, bro, I could have told you that you weren't gay. You didn't need to put a dick in your mouth. He's like, no, nah, I mean, I don't want to come across as homophobic. So, I'd... wow. Yeah, man, not gay. Jeez. I'm going to tell my mum. <laughs> So, I don't know, I think there will be, like, an increase in behaviour, um, you know? But I don't think, uh, I don't think it's going to make the world gay. I don't think Lil Nas X is making kids gay. Um, you know, I don't think he even makes music for kids. I just, I, I just find it annoying, you know, when people go, Oh, my kid likes that song, therefore, the person who made that song now is responsible for my kids. No. You parent your fucking kids. Now, everyone's going, Darren, when your kid gets older, you're going to realise it's hard to parent your kid and you can't hide all these influences. Then, guess what? You raise your kid to know what things are for them, what things aren't for them. Yeah? That's what you do. It's easy enough to set boundaries. You, t- you teach your kid in that way. Like, I grew up hearing my dad swear. My mum never swore, but I remember hearing my dad swear. Guess what I knew? I knew those swear words weren't for me. Mm-mm. Because I saw someone else use them. They're, they're not for me. No. I'd see other kids doing shit. I'd know, ah, that's those kids doing that. My mum's not even here, but I know that's for them to do that, not for me. 
There's other shit though. I saw them do something. I was like, hey, oh, that's a part of me. That is. Flip. If your kid listens to Little Nas X, and then he becomes a gay kid, guess what? Your kid was always gay. You failed as a parent. <laughs> I'm joking, but if you are homophobic, yeah, you you'd have, you you'll feel like wanting to kill yourself if uh, if your kid turns out gay. Um, and uh, unlucky, unlucky. I mean, but part of me, like, I always I just think that's I think who I can't remember who said it. I think it's Chris Rock said, "Whoever you hate ends up in your family." So I don't know if Boosie's got suds, but boy, Boosie has suds, and one of them turns out gay. Come on, guys. Let's admit that shit's funny. That shit is funny. Anyway, let's get on to Dear Deirdre because this pod is going to be wrapped up. I feel about to get like two in before the wife returns. I hope they had a good time. I hope she weren't stressed out by it. Um, rotted. That's a good one. Dear Deirdre, I'm worried I am turning into my womanizing dad after starting a affair with my stepmom. No, 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 no. Dear Deirdre, my dad has always been a womanizer. He and my mom split up when I was 12 because of his affairs. Now I'm worried I'm no better than him after starting a fling with his new wife, my stepmom. Oh, well. Um, I'm a man of 32, my dad is 56, he's a real flirt and could never resist trying to pull the barmaid or waitress wherever we went. I found it embarrassing but did my best to shrug it off. I couldn't believe it when he got a steady girlfriend, Millie, and at 35 she's a bit older than me. Yeah, that's always going to happen. I meant I didn't see him as much, it meant I didn't see him as much but I was pleased with him. He seemed really smitten, I could see why. She was really good fun and caring and enjoyed her company. Uh-uh. But after two and a half years of marriage, he went back to his old ways of flirting and eyeing up other women. Uh-uh. One weekend, I went around to their home to pick up my bike after Dad had told me he was taking Millie away for a romantic weekend. While I was in the garage, Millie came out all flustered. She thought she had burglars. When I asked her why she hadn't gone away, uh, she told me she told me Dad was on a boys' weekend. Oh. I knew what that meant and merely picked up that something was wrong. She simply said, yes, I thought it was strange too. She asked me if I fancied some lunch. Oh, yeah, what's on menu? Pussy. This pussy. So saying that, like, also about little Boosie. Boosie's name is very close to Bussy. Boosie and Bussy. And Boosie is boy pussy, which is gay butt. Anyway... So don't call yourself little bussy if, uh, and then talk about little gay stuff and then say that you're not gay because doff protests too much. Anyway, she asked me if I fancy some lunch as she was in the middle of making herself some. I agreed and went in. In, yeah, you did. You went in. <laughs> then she told me she'd always liked me and that she and dad weren't getting on. Uh-oh. In fact, he had walked out twice and stayed away a couple of weekends. I know it doesn't forgive what I did. But I knew Dad was cheating. I felt bad for Millie. And you also had a boner for her. So, yeah, you know, I felt bad for people before. Didn't fuck them. Anyway, I found myself reaching for her and pulling her in. We kissed passionately and couldn't stop until we had sex in my dad's lounge. I mean, it's also Millie's lounge, but I know the point you're trying to make. You're trying to like, yeah. He said, this is for you, mum. This is for you. <laughs> I'm a fuck Millie for you, mum. All the times that cheated on you. 
I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for 12 year old me. I'm the good guy. <laughs> I couldn't stop until we had sex in my dad's lounge. Since then, we've tried to keep our distance, but she has come round to my flat twice to talk and we've ended up having sex again. I look, look, Jim, we need to talk. So do we need to talk? Because I've got a boner. Anyway, um, we can't resist each other and I'm starting to really fall for her. Should I tell dad I want to make a go of things with his wife or steer clear? I don't think you need to be, um, I don't think you need to, uh, you know, be making a, a, a thing. <laughs> I don't think you need to be making a go of it. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, just, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. You're always the hero in your story, aren't you? So keep being the hero. Keep ploughing your dad's wife. He doesn't care. Um, anyway, money drain. I've lent my mum 12 grand and kept it secret from my girlfriend. Okay. Why is it secret from your girlfriend? You're not married. So unless you live with each other and like it's, it's hindering your finances together. Like, you should tell her. There's nothing to keep a secret, but it's also kind of none of your girlfriend's business. Unless you can't afford to do it. Like, you're saving towards something and she thinks you've got 12 grand there. This is where I've read the the dilemma, right? So if I'm a millionaire and I give 12 grand to my mum and it doesn't stop the things we're doing, then that what's the issue? Like, being married, that's different. What's mine is yours, yours is mine, all that good stuff. You need to be discussing when 12 grand's leaving the unit. Okay, but uh, maybe not if you're, like I said, if you're a millionaire, 12 grand's not much. If you've got 20 grand and 12 grand goes, then that's a discussion. Anyway, dear Deirdre, I'm trying to save up with my girlfriend to put a deposit on the house. There it is. But my mom keeps asking for so much money that my savings are going down rather than upright. So why are you giving your mum money? My girlfriend doesn't know and she's getting fed up with how long it's taken. She's suspicious of why I'm not ready to buy. Nah, you're pissed. That's pissing me off because your girlfriend's there to make moves. Her life's being held back by your mum's behaviour and you enabling your mum's behaviour. So that's not good. Um... I live at home with my mum who asks me every two or three months for money, at least a grand, sometimes 1500. I'm 28, she's 54. I don't understand why she needs so much. I give her 700 pound a month for housekeeping and she has a part-time job. Jesus, 700 pound a month living at home. Go out, go out and rent. Um, when I question her, she fobs me off and tells me she'll pay me back. No, bruv, no, 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 no. We're adults. You're my mum, but you're an adult. You're not just taking 12 grand off me. Why am I giving you this money? I need to see what you're doing with this money. We've all lent our parents money, I think. Um, or given our parents money. But there has to be a bloody reason. Just because you're family doesn't mean that it's just an open bank. It's not a revolving credit facility. So far, she owes you over 12 grand. And I don't think she'll, I think I'll ever see it again. Yeah, then you need to, um, you need to really, really, really sort that out, man. You should really sort that out. Um, yeah, you need to tell your girlfriend, though. Get on the same side of the problem. Be like, look, my mum's mugged me off. I'm not giving her any money, though. I'm really sorry. And your girlfriend might forgive you. Or she might be really pissed off that you've just delayed her plans. 
Um, ooh, this is a... Right, that's it. That's the end of the pods. Concede wife coming back. I've done two dear Deirdre's. It's 40 minutes of pods. That's good enough, isn't it, people? All right, that is the end of the pods. Peace.